Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is May 21st, 2021. This is Fightful.com. This is the post-Smackdown podcast. Jeremy Lambert uh, very clearly just left Jimmy Van livid back-to-back weeks. He is not here on the Smackdown review. But a little bit of a programming note. I'll be on assignment next weekend. So Robert DeFelice will be filling in for me along with Jeremy. And also... There's no AEW on Wednesday because they're moving that show to Friday for next week and the next couple weeks. So what we're doing is uh, that post-Smackdown show will air as planned. And then at midnight, Friday slash Saturday, Alex Pawlowski will have your AEW review. Uh, I have welcomed the rest of the staff to kind of hop on that with him if he so chooses. So make sure you guys go over there, donate some Super Chats, show a little bit of love. But hey, show some love to uh, a paper champion. Joel Pearl, how you doing? I was doing great until you said that. No, you know what? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. I got my first vaccine today. I'm I'm out in, uh, in Toronto, Canada. So uh, it's it's starting to happen. We're getting our vaccines. I'm excited. I'm happy, Sean. I'm happy too. I'm happy you got yours. Jeremy is a little bit sidelined right now because he got the second one. And if you know Jeremy, it, it's probably hitting him pretty hard because he doesn't like to take time off like this. But he has. So you know what? I hope you guys just enjoy the show anyway. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please tap that bell for notifications. I can't begin to tell you how much sending super chats helps us. Uh, get your questions or statements in by donating uh, a super chat. And we'll read your question or statement on the air. You can also subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because every single week I do a Q&A show. Uh, that is our lifeblood. That's the way that you can support our pursuit of exclusive wrestling news. And quite frankly, we're getting more of that than anybody anywhere right now. 
stories we've reported this week. Today, I reported 20 different WWE tryout names. Uh, Drake Wirtz, there were a lot of crazy-ass stories about him. Got a big update on Don Callis and Impact Wrestling. We had the AEW Full Gear location. The identities of zombies, because I know you guys wanted that. Reaction to the Miz's injury. Notes from Allison Kay on AEW and NWA. Details on the Indu share split and Jinder Mahal back on WWE TV. But we've already got some super chats, Joel. Some people are already interested. Uh, All right. Yeah, Brandon Charles Powell puts over my Allison K interview and says, how is she not signed anywhere yet? I'd say WWE needs to, but I think they have a lot of talent there already. They just don't seem to use them. I think there was some interest there. I don't know what happened, but she is going to do some work for Ring of Honor very soon. So, uh, yeah, the she, she's going in there, and they need to load up that women's division, I think, Joel. I agree. And I've seen Allison K a boatload of times where I am at my locals and she always delivers. She's always so much fun. Her Twitch streams are also so much fun to watch. So if you get, you know, get a chance, go watch Allison K, not just her matches, but her as a human being, she's wonderful. So did you, did you see her the same, the weekend that we met actually in Toronto? I think she I was, did. yeah, she came into studio cause she was working the Midtown event theater up there. So uh, yeah, she's, She's well-traveled and all over the place. Also, guys, I got an interview with Johnny Gargano up. That's kind of a big one. Make sure you all check that out. We talk about Doc Hendricks, Todd Pettengill, um, the cage match. We talk about so much moving to Raw or SmackDown. There is plenty there. But let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. And there's, there's plenty to talk about on SmackDown, too. Some things happened. But this opening segment was weird to me. It was a yeah. championship parade and it was basically to have your champion stand out there on the ramp while Sonya Deville says oh hey we're going back on the road what did you think of this it felt really awkward to me I mean you just kind of carted out your champions and said hey look at us this is the parade of champions and now it, it felt like back when Stephanie McMahon would kind of hurdle all of these, like all the wrestlers onto the ring apron or on us uh, onto the stage and then give her opening promo on raw. It felt as awkward as that, except this time they actually introduced and gave a little bit of uh, of promo time to those champions. It was just, it was strange. I don't know what it really was set out to accomplish. It was very weird. And what it did was it, we have some people say, oh, we'll love that Roman wasn't out there. Well, it would be a lot better if nobody was out there. I get that it was to set him apart. Roman Reigns is already set apart. He doesn't need to be set apart anymore. But that's what Paul Heyman did. And the speculation was running wild because we heard that Shield music. As it turns out, Joel, that's just Paul Heyman's theme now. And I find that incredibly hilarious. What's Paul going to do? He's always going to get the leftovers of something. Once upon a time, it was the old ECW music that he got, and now he yeah. just has nothing. So I guess someone was just like, oh, we got to give you music now. Well, take take the guy that you represent now. That's yes. good enough. Yeah, he got that. A lot of people were like, oh, no, did they get rid of the, the new Roman Reigns theme? Thankfully, they didn't. Hannah says it's now Paul's music. I love that it's now Paul's music. I think that that's incredibly funny. But it would have been great if Roman in his promo said, like, you hear that music? I'm gifting you that music. That's the music of greatness. Brandon says, I guess Paul Heyman hasn't had theme music in quite a while. It was nice that they gave him the shield music. Yeah. And because it's, it's almost got a heel feel to it. 
Adam Blameplate says, happy to see Roman wasn't out there with the other champs because, of course, he wouldn't be out there. Shows why you should give the CC to other wrestlers. Um, I just don't think that anybody should have been out there. It kind of made them all look like dorks. And, I mean, they already make Apollo look like a dork all the time. But, yeah, um, I, I did. it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. But later on, Roman Reigns does come out, and he does have his music. And he says that he's going to allow himself to be celebrated. He teaches his kids humility and all that. And he wants Jimmy Uso out at the ring. But he doesn't get Jimmy Uso. He gets Cesaro in a sling. Cesaro challenges him to a match at Hell in a Cell. But he's brutally attacked by Seth Rollins. Curb stop multiple times. I thought this was a good segment. But when I'm looking at this, it set a, a bad trend for me because it's like rematches every angle you go, everywhere you go. Almost nothing is fresh until the very end of the show. I could watch Rollins and Cesaro work just fine all day, but I, I, I've seen it. Cesaro should move on. He's, he's past that. I understand why Rollins wouldn't. He's embarrassed that the, the video of him getting swung over and over again is out there. But how are you feeling about this? I thought it was executed well. Well, first of all, Sean, why would you make him so angry? What is wrong? Going to mute Joel Pearl. Uh, this is an abuse of his position on the podcast. You can tell that he hangs out with Jeremy Lambert. He's put the glove down. I have unmuted his mic. I just wanted to. I just wanted to live a little bit, Sean. Okay. You just wanted. You just wanted to live a little bit. How dare you? So anyway, back to the actual promo at hand. Was it good? Yeah. I mean, I loved I loved having Seth come out and take out Cesaro because there's a point. Roman beat the hell out of Cesaro. He did it on his own. What does Cesaro get from a rematch? What do, what does it accomplish? So now, at least if you're going to go back to Roman and or to uh, Cesaro and Seth, you're going to add those stakes to it. So at Hell in a Cell, could it be those two? You got a month at Hell in a Cell? I don't know, but at least there's a good story to tell to eventually get to see who faces Roman at Hell in a Cell. Yes, I, I agree there. Um, Rollins backstage says that he blacked out <laughs> and that he, he did the, why am I so violent? But literally said it. He's like, why do you do this to me? Why won't you learn? I mean, this is, is continued unhinged Seth Rollins. Again, I think he's pulling it off. Well, what I wish they would do, when they have feuds with people is get these people wins on WWE television instead of them just facing the same person that they're feuding with, like get them some wins. That way that feud means a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the only way to, to build a wrestler now. I mean, we're seeing enough 50, 50 and going on. I will get to the, to Ziggler and rude taking L's oh left, right and center later on, but at least towards the top of the card, we're starting to see that, the 50-50 is not always uh, the only story that they're telling. By the way, Roman having a tracksuit now, big fan of that. It's a good-looking tracksuit. Really. People it's, are clamoring for it. It's got his uh, silhouette on there. I thought that was pretty cool. I like that. So backstage, Jimmy Uso finds Sonya Deville or Adam Pierce. I can't remember which one. I think it was Sonya. Oh, Adam asked, was off this week. Okay, Adam was off this week. Sonya grants him a match against the the street profits and i like this and i like sonya saying this is a big match we got to promote it that's something i almost only heard dario cueto say in the past like i think it was when tejano faced 
Alberto El Patron, he's like, no, 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 a match like that, I got to promote. And I love hearing that. But Jay is not so thrilled with it. He's like, you didn't consult me at all. Reigns didn't seem so thrilled about it. How are, how are you leaning here? We got a really great super chat that um, I want to give some attention to if I can pull it up. Um, we've got Anthony Velazquez. He said, do you think guys think Roman refuses to let Jay compete in the tag match next week? I feel they're going to build towards the Usos finally tagging together again. I think that's how it goes, Joel. I think he says, you're not going out there. And Jimmy just gets his ass whipped real bad. I think it's going to be that up until the point where Jay eventually makes the save, just like Jimmy did for his brother just before we got to ba- WrestleMania backlash. Uh, the brotherhood is too strong. It's stronger than Roman. And I mean, you kept hearing Jay Uso say, I owe him that. I have to tell Roman about the match because I owe him that. Whereas Jimmy is saying, you know, it's not about him. It's about us. It's a really interesting family dynamic that we're seeing. But I think that at the end of the day, the brothers will be together but still be at odds in other words they'll save each other but they'll still jay will still go back to roman each time yeah um let me tell you i loved montez ford's usos impression impersonation it was top notch it was fantastic it was just so <laughs> it, it was so accurate yet um parabolic almost like he the way that he added to it and went over the top with it almost felt like it was on the money with how they act sometimes. It was really, really good. Bezos says they know Twitter was going to break after that Roman close-up. And if you want to be called daddy like Roman, bluechew.com code Fightful. A dang friend. The Nerd Guru says, really good show tonight. Roman Reigns rules like no other. But whose food did Ruby and Liv spit in and why aren't they being used? Oh, boy. Let's get to it. So the championship parade ends leading to Bailey, Shayna, and Nia facing and defeating Natalia, Tamina, and Bianca. Because one, when you win a title, it doesn't matter. You get relegated. You get treated like you're the same. You're same as everybody else. Nobody ever gets over ever, ever, ever. Match was fine. I, a, a highlight I really loved. There were two things. One on commentary. Michael Cole saying, uh, the Hart Foundation won the titles in this building, and that means a lot to Natalia. That was such a good touch. Yeah. The Bailey to Belly on the floor, pulling Bianca out, great touch. Really loved that. But then we get to the booking, Joel. And the next Monday, we're getting Shayna and Naya against Natalia and Tamina. And I was like, okay. And then, like, Joel, I forgot that. They had this title match on Raw. They just did it. Oh, and by the way, they had this title match on SmackDown. And by the way, they had another two-on-two match on SmackDown. And oh, by the way, this was the title match at WrestleMania. And oh, by the way, on the WrestleMania SmackDown edition, they had Tamina competing. This is the fifth two-on-two match between them. Since WrestleMania weekend, this is the 11th match in the feud. I'm I'm in the middle of a 3,500-word article for WrestleTalk, for their magazine, about how redundant WWE storylines are. Like, And we got people that are saying, 
oh, well, you're not upset about Pinnacle versus Inner Circle because the Inner Circle is going to break up, bro. And also, it's the second match. One main event at a show. The other's main eventing a show. This is 11, Joel. And there's a story within the Pinnacle Inner Circle that intertwines with every single member of the Pinnacle. There's something there. At least that's made sense and that's gone somewhere. And yeah, twice is fine. This is absurd. And listen, anyone who follows me sees me talk about Tamina and being very... I like Tamina. I have a soft spot for Tamina. I'm part of it. I but especially like, do hearing Chelsea Green say I, my broken wrist would have been a shattered wrist if Tamina wasn't there. Her right. talking about how everybody takes care, how, how Tamina takes care of everybody. That stuff goes a long way. And seeing how much this mattered to Tamina made it matter to me more. A hundred percent. And, you know, the fact that WWE went out of their way and said, you know, 4,008 days until she won her official championship, 24-7 title notwithstanding, they still made it a big moment for Tamina to have won a, a, a tag team title, let alone any title in WWE. So let that ride. But we don't need to see the rematch upon rematch upon rematch every single time. Like that Super Chat said, you've got Liv and Ruby. You have other tag teams that you can go to. And listen, I'll give Michael Cole one piece of credit, and that's at least when Shania Payne, as I call them, that's uh, Shayna and I, when they come out, whenever they come out and they're on SmackDown, at least he said it's the brand of brand invitational. At least he tried. At least he tried to get us somewhere. But I I could go without seeing them match up again. Let this one on Monday be the last time, but I doubt that it will. I was like when when all the shakeups were happening last year, like and people were going in and out of the top of the company, it was reiterated to me. Oh no, the brand to brand invitational will still be a thing. Okay, Nerd Guru says Cole brought back the stupid brand to brand invitational. Sigh, Shayna and Naya should never team together ever again. Shayna needs to choke her out. Yes, she does. But you know what they need to do is build a time machine and never bring in the NXT tag team titles because even that's getting rematch after rematch after rematch and the same recycled contenders. And so is the one on the main roster. Meanwhile, you could have Dakota and Raquel right now. Raquel with the NXT title, but with a tag title as well, popping up on SmackDown or Raw, and it would make sense. Make it make sense. At the end of the day, if Shania were to break up, that would be totally fine. And it doesn't even need to be one of those turn on each other things. It can easily be Shayna going up to Nia and saying, listen, we hated each other. We made chicken salad. We won the titles. We lost. It's over. I want to go after a title run. See you around. Hit the bricks. And that's it. And maybe they face each other down the line because they're both wanting the Raw Women's Championship. Because guess what? They're both on Raw anyway. Yeah. Guys, reminder, get your Super Chats in. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. But you know what? Joel, how you feeling these days? I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I'm tired, Sean. You're tired? You're I'm hot. Tired. Yeah. Well, you know what? You wouldn't be if you went to uh, helixsleep.com and used that code Fightful. Damn, tell me you more. Wouldn't, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be tired at all because I'm not. I get very little sleep these days, but when I sleep, my quality of sleep is so much more improved. I used to sleep on some terrible slab of memory foam until I found helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Now, granted, I found Helix Sleep before I found helixsleep.com slash Fightful, but I liked them so much, I dropped them a line. I said, hey, I would love to work with you guys. I bought your bed. 
it rules. I want to tell my viewers about it. I'm going to make a little money doing it too. And they said, heck yeah, Sean Ross Sapp. Tell us about your experience. So I said, well, you know what I did? I went to helixsleep.com. I took that quiz. And the reason I did that is because in the middle of the pandemic, I didn't want to be going to a mattress store, rolling around on a mattress that some other person had been drooling on or or doing somersaults on in the mattress store. No way. I took that Helix quiz because I wanted to make sure I got the right bed. And I was matched with the Dusk Lux model. I wanted something that that was a little bit in between soft and firm. And now I can actually sleep on my side where I couldn't before on that slab of memory foam. I love it. It is so much better. And now when I, I sleep, I get a great quality of sleep. You take the quiz, order the mattress that you're matched to, and it comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't have to go to the mattress store again. HelixSleep.com slash Fight will take their two-minute quiz, and they will get you that customized mattress. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. We have had several of our readers tag us on Twitter and say, hey, ordered mine, loved it. I'm telling you, you cannot underestimate uh, the quality of sleep that you get. And right now, you get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. I thought that years ago when I ordered that slab of memory foam off of Amazon, I'm like, oh my gosh, what a deal. What a deal. Then as the years went on, I slowly realized my back was not getting the support that I needed. I was not getting the level of sleep that I needed. And helixsleep.com slash Fightful got me there. They have soft, medium, firm size mattresses. Joel Pearl said he's tired and he's hot. Well, you know what? There are some that cool you down if you sleep hot. They even have a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size folks. I went all in. I got California King, and I'm sleeping like one. Check it out, my friends. That's, have- uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say, I, I've taken that quiz. It is actually really good, and it is really quick. So I see yeah. other people in the chat saying that they've gotten their Helix Sleep uh, mattresses. It's good. Mm-hmm. It could Go ahead. I, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I, like I said, I did that quiz. It is so easy, and I yep. learned a lot, so... Take a look. That was my thing. I was like, okay, I want to buy a new mattress. I wasn't willing to wait any longer because my back was getting all screwed up. Uh, Ray says he bought one because of us. But um, I I did not want to go to a mattress store in the middle of all this. So I was like, okay, how am I? I don't, didn't want to order something that I didn't know I was going to like. And they make sure you know what you like. And if you don't like it, you can send it back and they'll pick it up. 69 Names Deegan says, you know what's a fun fact? None of the women's teams from the Women's Tag Team Elimination Chamber are still together. None of them. Zero percent. This company, that's a sad reality. A very sad reality. And Richie Goodacre says, we're going to keep getting Nia Shayna versus Tamina and Natty matches because WWE doesn't have any other heel teams. They just, it, it's laziness and apathy. And it's really sad. It's really sad. Uh, Music and Moonsault says, got my magic spoon in the mail today. Can't wait to have it for breakfast this morning. Hello, Joel Pearl. Oh, buddy. Uh, tell me what kind you have. If you got that cocoa and peanut butter, mix them together. That has helped me out uh, so much in controlling my weight. I've lost a bunch of weight over the last few weeks, and that's been a big part of it. 69 Names Deegan also says, what's up, guys? Forgot SmackDown was on. Was watching NXT TakeOvers. Heard Bailey was roasting the children, though. And Roman was looking fine aff. Uh, Bailey is so good and so effortlessly funny on the mic. Oh, I was so, I love it when she comes out and just runs down everyone and then just says, Z's? Apollo? Yes. What up? 
Yes, <laughs> that was excellent. Nerd Guru says, with WWE touring again, I pray Becky returns on SmackDown, although Rhea versus Becky is tempting. Don't put the uh, women's megastar on the trash show. I disagree. I think they need more help. But SmackDown's only got eight wrestlers, eight women's wrestlers right now. But, uh, yeah, and from what I understand, Raw's going to get more soon. Ricardo says, my dude, Joel, hope your day is good. Wonderful now. Thank you, Ricardo. We have a super chat from Bezo that says, I love that Liv and Sasha post their training vids to show that even though they aren't used, they stay ready. But it's really upsetting to not see Liv and Ruby on TV. Ruby, I thought, was the glue of WWE Raw a couple years ago. She would have these great 10 to 15 minute matches. And last year, it was it was about uh, 13 months ago during the pandemic, Joel, I wanted to get some positive, uplifting news out there. And I started to poll WWE wrestlers and NXT wrestlers about who would go above and beyond to work hard. And it was called the Brass Ring Series. And I actually have a couple in the can. Apollo was one of them that I haven't put out yet. But Liv was by far the one that got named the most. Liv Morgan, above everybody, got named by like six different wrestlers on the main roster. So uh, I think she deserves a real crack at it. I think Ruby does too. It is criminal they haven't held those titles yet. I've seen a lot of what they're putting out on socials, and especially when Liv is training and posting what she's doing. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be receiving a spotlight. I agree with that. And at the end of the day, I'm I fear that they're putting the good hand tag on Ruby Riot, and I I really hope that they see that there's a lot more and there's a lot of charisma other than a wonderful wrestler out of Ruby Riot. Well, King Corbin is out there, and his delivery is still it's there. But then we get Boogs. And if you don't know who Boogs is, he's Rick Bugs. He is the Old Spice guy that won the 24-7 title, who I was familiar with winning the title, and I wasn't familiar with Tamina winning it. I cover this stuff for a living. And the former Eric Bugenhagen. And um, I think he's going to get over, Joel. I have a feeling. I think he was actually over when they had him in the stands at the PC during the during the fans in the or the NXT fans in the stand area era. Now you're an accomplished musician. I, you know, as as a complete novice, it sounded pretty good to me. How how would you grade him? So I follow Boogs on on Instagram and I watch him play, and he's 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 fine. He's good. Um, WWE has this awful awful problem with producing live music. They've never done it right. <laughs> Yes. Every time I've ever seen them produce a band, it's just god awful. I think they did it with Poppy and NXT one time where I was like, oh, this actually sounds fine. But See, every seems other like time, AEW has had that trouble too, though, here and there. The only time they really have ever done it was when they had Cody have downstate playing yeah. to the ring. And that was just a, that was just a bad performance. Abomination. It wasn't as bad in person as it was on TV. Right. So I was like tweeting like it wasn't that bad, guys. Then I watched it back and I said, "Oh, that did not translate." There's a lot of stuff that goes into live music performance that kind of uh it takes those really really harsh uh, highs out of your guitar tone and obviously wwe doesn't know that it's almost as if they told boogs you know we have a wireless unit for your guitar and we have a distortion pedal and your amp and that's all you need by the way for any gearheads out there uh he's playing a richie faulkner judas priest uh epiphone guitar and that was gifted to him by loudwire magazine in 2019 Ooh. there's a video out of, of him getting that that guitar given to him but uh yeah he, he played the solo and he did a good job but it just it sounds awful because WWE just can't produce it properly. 
Well, um, oh, sorry. Richie. By the way, Pat Pat McAfee in Cole's face, rocking out the best best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, that was incredible. And if you're gonna use him, uh, if you're gonna use Boogs, I think this is the, the right way to do it. I mean, I don't think wrestling is his strong suit. I think this doing this probably is his strong suit. I'll tell you what is stupid though. Um, Music distracts everybody in WWE. If New Jack were in WWE, rest his soul, he would never lose because his music plays throughout the entire match and everybody just go, huh? And it makes everybody look like a moron. They always get distracted. The The match was okay. Baron Corbin had a fantastic deep six. One of his best deep sixes, I thought. Richie Goodacre says, I don't understand how Nakamura is a baby face. Well, that's because they they booked this thing so weird. The way they kicked off this feud was Corbin pinning Nakamura clean as a sheet. The way they followed up this feud was Corbin pinning Nakamura clean as a sheet and then Nakamura getting upset and attacking and stealing Baron Corbin's property, the babyface. Then they have Nakamura pin Baron Corbin off of a distraction. Not a cheat because Baron Corbin's just dumb in this character. It's and then they debuted a second along the way. It's so weird and ass backwards. Like if Corbin was cheating to win, maybe Nakamura would need something to even the odds. But Nakamura is just a dick. You see him as a dick. I see him as like the the wonderment of youth. He's a child. He wants the crown because it's shiny. And it's sure. he's driving around, driving around in the car and playing the music, and he's got his cat with him, and he's drinking coffee with it. It's not like he's not taking it seriously, and that's getting the goad of Corbin. I agree that it looks dumb, but the only way I can explain it is Nakamura is a is a child, not not in a negative way, but that he he's he's having fun with this. He's taking he's treating this as a game. At the end of the day, they're fighting over a damn crown. It's dumb, regardless of who you talk to. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with that. Um, man, I, Pat McAfee flipping out was like the coolest part. And Nerd Guru says, shout out to Pat McAfee's team. His Mr. Friday Night vlogs are hilarious. Has the real coal cutting loose. Highly recommended. I'm going to check that out. I've, I've long enjoyed Pat McAfee's content. Um, really, really, really dig that. I'll tell you what I don't dig. Um Dominic Mysterio defeated Robert Roode, and this is the eighth match of this feud. So they're they're gonna keep on doing it. And I don't like the the launch into the ropes for the 619. I don't like that. I think I think it's always looked bad. And I understand the connection to Eddie Guerrero. I am very aware of that. But if I am on the same brand as Montez Ford, I do not even bother to do a frog splash i say you know what that's just his he took it it's his nobody does it better than him so why why do maybe the fourth best frog splash on smackdown fifth kevin owens is there too yeah kevin owens ray mysterio sasha banks montez ford oh man it's so frustrating because you're absolutely right that Tez does the best one and then Kevin Owens does another really good. I think they all, everyone you mentioned does it well, except for Dominic Mysterio. 
but the most frustrating part of it is that Dominic Mysterio has that that backstory yes, and that whole does. Eddie Guerrero thing. So you can't take it away from him so easily. Give him the uh, suplexes. Sure. You have him do the three that, amigos. That's a great idea. I would much rather that. I also would be great if Rey Mysterio would get his stock out of Louis Vuitton because I think I'm done. I'm just done seeing Ray wear Louis Vuitton every chance he gets. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather me be wearing the Louis Vuitton, to be honest with you. Sure. Hit me with one of those belts. Hit me with one of those belts. Sponsor me, Louis Vuitton. (laughs) But I mean, we know where this is going. They're going to have another match and we're not going to care about it. It's going to be a solid match. The Mysterios are going to win and then they're eventually going to drop the titles of the Usos. That's how it's going to happen. Predictable isn't bad if it's good. I'm excited about the Usos winning. I'm not excited about another Dirty Dogs and Mysterios match. I'm ex- I, I would rather see the dirty dogs go do something else. What's the over under on rude pinning Ray Mysterio next week on SmackDown? Cause you know, it's going to happen. And Probably. you've already got th- three out of four times. The dirty dogs have lost. There's got to be yeah, one. I mean, right? I would rather one of them beat. Well, not Otis and Gable. Cause they did that a hundred million times. Cyclops says y'all need to acknowledge the baby <laughs> champ. Listen, I'm I'm gonna read it because I like Cyclops and I want more people to send in super chats. Please send in super chats and I'll tell another story about the guy who got beat up over ramen noodles last week. I'll tell another great story about him if you all hit us with some super chats ahead of this main event. But come on, that's abuse. That's abuse, Cyclops. Reported for harassment. Did you uh you guys had take your kid to work day growing up? Was that was that available in the States? Was that yes. a thing? Okay, because when Roots said it, and Roots from Peterborough, Ontario, he's from Canada. He said it, and I was like, wait a minute, do they do that there? Because I remember take your kid to work day when I was young, and I was like, oh, that's, that's I'm pretty memories. sure they, they stopped it in the last couple of decades because nobody can afford to have kids anymore if they're they're working. Oh, I mean, boy, come on, you you know how it is. Um yes. well guys. I'm almost done with my plugs, but you know, we, we got a magazine. We got a magazine over at fightfulmag.com. Go check it out. The story of the AWA, not that AWA, the fake AWA. We got the mailbag. We got Jimmy Van writing. We got Matt Cardona writing. I've got a special edition of Making a Finisher with Rhino, where he talks about smack the SmackDown set getting torn down and the hardest one he ever hit going through a shopping cart. We got Taylor Hendricks. With the breakout stars of 2021 female free agents, there's a story about Jim Neidhart uh, gambling away a watch that Vince McMahon gave him. That's interesting. An interview with Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, a look at Mike Tyson's punch out, uh, wrestling mega fans, Carlos Toro breaks down infamous boxing cheats, and Joe Holbert looks at Flair versus Funk. A little something for everybody. This content doesn't get old, my friends. But uh, interference gets old to me. But you know what? I'm letting it slide tonight because we got Alistair Black back, Joel. He's got some daddy issues still. Oh. But but he's back. And this match was really good. This this Intercontinental title match felt important. They built it a week ahead. They had Okay, they had built it weeks ahead. Sammy probably shouldn't have been in it because he hasn't been winning. But... Every single person in this match felt like they cared about it, like they wanted to win, like this match mattered to them, Joel. 
those four promos throughout the night were perfect for me. I was so happy to watch KO talk about being a prize fighter. Uh, you had Apollo at the top of the show being, you know, kissing his title saying, I don't want to give it up. You had uh, Sami Zayn talking about how he's, you know, going to be the people of the, the champion of the people and that Caleb Braxton is part of the propaganda machine and finally having Biggie show up. So something that people talk about is Biggie being unavailable to be a serious contender. I loved that he showed up, he starts laughing, he's joking, and then bam, he's serious on a heartbeat. And it's such a good impassioned promo. And that's it. And then he laughs again and he's out. And it's perfect for me. I love that. It's like throwing it right in the face of all the naysayers that, that said that he couldn't do that. Now he's showing that range in a single promo. And I thought that was really good. Uh, this headline SmackDown on Fox, that is that it felt important. Uh, poor Big E could not stand up without somebody diving on him, which I thought should have. I thought that when Sammy did it, he should have done it to Big E as well. It should have been like a recurring thing. Then that's when they could have went to the suplexes spot where Big E's like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to just gonna throw everybody. But there were a lot of suplexes in this, and I yes. love it. Owen's got dumped on his head multiple times. <laughs> it was mostly by out- sammy too yeah outside the ring it's like you know we're gonna see how hard we can suplex people uh oh. i don't get to see that fisherman's buster as much anymore and i'm so glad that i did beautiful spot joel apollo hits the death valley driver on the on the apron and then gets yolo dived. that was, oh, was so good so much fun. that was so wild but this match was very good i didn't need commander aziz involved in this I would have liked if like Big E took him out uh, ahead of time. But what we got was Apollo Crews winning the match when Big E gets hit with a black mask by the returning Aleister Black. And I love that they did this, Joel. They ran one of his vignettes tonight because I didn't expect him to come back. Because what does WWE usually do? They cut off the vignettes and then they come back. Yeah, I was shocked. And to be honest with you, I, I don't care. I didn't care for these Aleister Black vignettes. And I don't think many people did. They were just the same thing over and over again, the sins of the father, or, you know, my, my daddy did this. My daddy did that. He remember when edge called Daniel Bryan, a, uh, what was it? A, a indie bookstore troll. That's the yeah. first thing. First thing I thought of when Aleister Black started reading from a giant book, wearing those big old glasses. And it was something out of like far cry five calling the herd uh, for those gamers out there. I just, I got to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't listen to the incel BS. I just got to get get to Alistair coming back and beating the holy hell out of someone. And the fact that it's Big E makes it important because Big E going for a title to build himself, it doesn't need to be that way. Big yes. E can easily be in the mid card and have meaningful matches with someone like Alistair Black. Now you're bringing back Alistair Black. Do you want him to lose just like that? Yeah, you person? don't. Yeah, that's yeah but keep in mind, this is the guy that they had go on a 15 month winning streak because they forgot they forgot. Right. They were just like, oh, eventually we'll do something with him. So we don't want to beat him. And the next thing you know, he's got a 15 month winning streak, isn't getting a title shot. But Seth Rollins is after a loss. Dolph Ziggler is for showing up. And then they, when they realize that they're like, oh, well, we're going to beat him a couple times and take him off TV. It was so weird. It was the weirdest. So, so weird. And somebody asking if people liked the vignettes. I did not. I did not. Uh, Rafael Garcia says this super chat is specifically for incel BS. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yes. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Richie Goodacre says, I want to know where Seth gets his suits from. I don't at all. Uh, oh, the Bryce. smartest thing, smartest thing Seth ever did was finding his suits at a very, very low price and bringing them to work to have people get it tightened for him. Yes. Taylor Bryson Yee says, uh, looks like Black is back in in a huge way. Looks like he's had freedom to set this up huge. Any word on Vince's sudden interest? Uh, not on his sudden interest. This has been in the plans for a while. I don't know if he had like the freedom to set this up. Those are WWE produced promos like heavily. So I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Uh, but Ryan Martin says, Alistair returning tonight completely shocked me. I didn't expect him to return. That was a great way to redebut him. He'll kill this character. Yes, I think he will. I thought this was a great way to redebut him. Uh, and he looked in incredible shape. This guy is so good at just doing things in the ring, Joel. At one point, like my ideal way for them to have debuted him on the main roster I thought he should have had he should have won the cruiserweight title and then contended for the heavyweight title, being like, "So what? I'm 205 pounds. I'm going to kick your head off. I don't care how big you are." Lashley, Lesnar doesn't matter. And when you see him connect with that kick, buddy, I have watched people train that kick for years, and in in an actual fight, it doesn't land often. He is able to land at pinpoint every single time, even in pro wrestling. That's so tough to do. He has got such incredible talent, and I hope that they, uh, gosh, I hope that they utilize it. I like the idea of of him winning, of, of uh, uh, oh, sorry, not Apollo Crews, of uh, Aleister Black winning the Cruiserweight title and then being billed at 205 as he is, and finally just showing up to TV with a cake, eating the cake, giving the title up and saying, all right, I'm out of weight, so I'm going to go beat the heavyweight champion's ass. Let's go. <laughs> that was SmackDown. They also announced tonight, officially, the return of fans in July. It's going to be a long eight weeks, Joel. And it, my yeah. fear, sorry, before I cut you off, my okay. fear is D- WWE doing what they do so often where, you know, where they get real lazy because then they're like, oh, well, then when after the shakeup, after the draft, when we move to Fox, then we'll kick it into high gear. I completely disagree, Joel. I think they better come out hot in these eight weeks so they can fill up those venues, so people will care, so people will watch again. I'm sure they're going to do great numbers that weekend, but I am I am so ready for fans to be back. And I think that fans who are watching need to remember, we just saw fans live in attendance at WrestleMania. We know what that looks like. Therefore, the whole commodity of bringing back fans being a big deal for TV and being enough, that's not enough. It's time for us as fans to, to really want to see a better product on TV to, to push the fans into the arena because it's not going to last forever. The Just the, the, the niceness of being back. It's great. I'd love to go and watch a show live and in person, but I got to want to see it. Also, you're in Ontario, so you literally can't. You're not allowed to ever do anything ever. End of summer. End of summer. I swear to God. End of summer. How By long way, is your all's lockdown? Uh, they announced some new stuff this week, which would start like it was like a color system with three different colors, and will be like kind of stoplightish. But anyway, it'll be like it's it's we go to one starting uh, at the beginning of June, June second, mm-hmm. I believe, and then within like. 21 day increments will move into 
uh, better and better uh, scenarios. It all comes down to vaccination numbers, and the numbers are going up, which is the good news. Yeah, so, I really uh, wanted to go to Toronto this year, so I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen or not. End of the summer, there's a possibility that you know things are opened up, and we'd love to have you back. Sixty nine names. Deegan says so. Alistair's daddy issues get him an icy title shot, but mine only get me in therapy. <laughs> this is why wrestling is fake. Damn. Sixty nine. Dylan. Dylan says black attacks Big E, whose shtick is positivity. A plus. Ricardo says, "Tell me a good story, Sean." Well, you know what? We're we're about. 15, 20 away in Super Chats from, from where I feel comfortable doing that. Uh, Ryan Martin says, with Alistair Black returning tonight, do you see Zelina getting paired with him? I read she might be undergoing a character change. Could be interesting. I don't know what, what she's undergoing in that sense. I know she blocked me on Twitter after I reported that she's back with WWE, me which is too. a bummer. I hate it. I hate that. Like, I don't got any beef with her. Like, why is she mad at me? I went back. I looked to see what I could have said. I did not. I, I didn't say anything. I, listen, our friend Seahawk said I, she probably caught astray when she blocked me. So whatever. Yeah. Ray says, if we hit the super chat goal, do we get the havoc story? I don't, I, I legitimately don't want heat with Andrew for telling that story. So I'll tell one about the ramen noodle guy. If we hit 150 in super chats we're 15 away from it. But my hope is to have Andrew tell it on a fightful select series that I've, I've been working on for a while. We're going to, do a series where every month I I do a podcast about a certain event I cover because every single event that I have covered has had some crazy stuff attached to it, like just uh, some wild stuff. I, I don't know if you remember when you and I met in Toronto at the Met. We were yeah. sitting and or standing, I should say, and watching. Uh, it was intermission at the Progress show. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we see Eddie Kingston and Trent yes. Seven beating the shit out of each other at the back of the room. And we're just like, whoa, what the? And it's like, it, again, yeah. it's the middle of intermission, and it leads into their match. And it was so funny. I loved it. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was so wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I miss stuff like that. But Josh, I went to Toronto to cover SummerSlam, and I had WWE access there, like full access. I went to Vegas to cover double or nothing and got accidentally told the finish of a big match. Um, that's a story I'm going to be telling on that show. I don't know when I'm going to debut it. Uh, went to Chicago twice to cover AEW, some wild stories there. And I've covered these scrums uh, accordingly. Went to the Arnold sports festival in Columbus twice to cover WWE stuff and had to like, be like, Hey, listen guys, I've covered eight hours a day, two years in a row. Like give me some interviews. So there were some interesting situations there, including an act that was like, no, we're making sure you get an interview. We're making sure that you interview us. Oh, Bezos says, I really want to hear the rest of that worst match you've been in. <laughs> Story from Mania. Oh, it was so bad. It was the worst thing. And I knew it was going to be because these guys hadn't wrestled in like three years. Oh, no. That's probably going to be another one of those stories, too, because it doesn't look like we're hitting a super chat goal. But guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Ooh, Ray Callahan says, Allison K versus Baszler at Bloodsport. Please. Uh, Baszler ain't going to get to work Bloodsport. Uh, they tried to get somebody else from WWE to work Bloodsport, and WWE said, nah, not it's happening. Too real, damn it. It's too real. Yep. It, it, it will not happen. But you know what will happen? You guys can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, we have had more signups. 
like I think in this week than we've ever had in a week before. But uh, thank you all so much. Oh, Ray said I was plugging your interview. Oh. Yeah, she wants that. Sorry, I did that interview like three or four weeks ago, so I kind of almost forgot about it. <laughs> 69 Names Deegan says, you need more Super Chat. Um, What's your all's favorite non-WDB match? Hashtag short stories. With Sap. <laughs> She's got us within... Within like seven seven fifty of the of the follow up story, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Unbreakable, uh, two thousand five, or the Young Bucks, Omega and Page were probably my favorite non WWE American match. What about you? I hate these because I can I can never tell you, I can never give you a, an answer to that because I have to go through my brain. I've watched enough wrestling to not even think about matches anymore. They just exist. I'm a story guy, so I can't even tell you. I'm sorry. I'm, You're a story I, if, guy. I'm a story guy. I am. Uh, I'm also thinking like, I'm thinking of WCW stuff. Hilariously enough. I always not, think, you not know a lot there. Once the, the Monday night war started. You're right. But I will actually bring up a really random match and it is Jason jet versus Queewee. And that's a Ooh. WCW greed in 2001 that match was the opening match of the show and i'll never forget watching it live and just being like are you like i couldn't believe it how good these two were and how much they tore down the house because the rest of it was just yeah the rest of the show was what it was our friend eloquence has watched uh (laughs) north korea dark side of the ring today wow i have tweeted this multiple times in my life uh scott norton and eric bischoff have taught me more about north korea than the school systems here ever did. I learned more about North Korea by reading Scott Norton's book and interviewing him and interviewing Eric Bischoff and watching this and watching other documentaries than I ever did from school. Have you seen that Dark Side of the Ring yet, Joel? Yeah, I watched it this afternoon. And then I actually got a chance to listen to the Dark Side pod that Conrad does with the uh, the producers and uh, got a lot of really interesting takes from them as well. So I, I do recommend going out of your way to, to listen to that. I think it's if you subscribe to the Jeff Jarrett feed, it's uh, it pops up there every Friday. And Ray Callahan says Two Cold Scorpio ain't somebody to F with. Dark Side of the Ring was wild. Pulling eyes out. We have hit the goal. But I just want to say this. There there was a tweet that, that Jeremy had put out like about Road Warrior Hawk and how Scott Norton said, well, if Hawk wasn't on that interferon, it would have went a lot different for Two Cold Scorpio. And I was like, listen, man, I have covered MMA for 12 years. I have trained MMA for a third of my life. I, like, I watched <laughs> the Brawl for All, and I wrote the definitive article on the Brawl for All. I interviewed like half a dozen people on it. It was used as source material for documentaries, for the love of God. I watched that, and there ain't nothing in Road Warrior Hawk that I saw then getting his ass whipped by draws that made me think that Too Cold Scorpio would not whip that dude's ass bad in a fight. Too Cold Scorpio would have lit him up. And here's a fun fact. You know who had lit all of them up? The Godfather. The Godfather was one of the only people with a semblance of technique in that tournament. It was rough. Can I tell you a story about Too Cold Scorpio? Before we you love got, stories, is it that he calls Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Ricky the Steamboat Dragon? <laughs> no, although that's a lot better. Uh, I saw, I saw uh, Too Cold take on Puff 
you know, Puff, the, the big, big yes, dude wrestler I from sure Buffalo. Do. I love Puff. So he was at one of my locals, Greek Town Wrestling in Toronto. So it was, it was the winter, like the, the Christmas time show. Puff comes out to uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, does the dance. And that's Puff's character. He's very jovial and happy. And then Too Cold comes out and Puff is just trying to get Too Cold to dance the entire time. And Too Cold's like, no, I want to have a match with you. So it becomes the whole story of the match is Puff wants to dance. Too Cold doesn't want any of it. And it turns into this like ridiculous too cold flying off the top rope wrestling puff down and eventually puff gets the win because it's puff everyone loves puff but yeah. like the two hug each other and just it was such an amazing match that i didn't even expect to be as good as it was so shout man out is puff still doing the tumbleweed leg drop man he's still doing yeah, the moonsault leg drop i yes. haven't seen anybody else do that move insanity he and he, he keeps a 100 because he's just he's so damn good man so guys in the chat tell me what we'll call him we'll just call him by his first name what Lindsay story do you want to hear i've got a few where i beat him up which are not nearly as entertaining as the other ones one where he bit a cop one where he fought his brother while while there were some vehicle accidents going on some pretty wild ones um (laughs) there's a lot of them there's there's a lot of these stories um yeah. Nerd Guru says, do you think Nick Gage and Andrade are showing up at Double or Nothing for the Full House of Fans? I think Nick Gage would be an awesome like Joker, wild card, whatever it was. I think he would be a good shout right now. I think right now is the perfect time for it. Yeah, I agree. And for Andrade, I mean, there, he's got enough stuff to get ready for outside of uh, maybe showing up. And, and if we again, we watch Impact Wrestling every single Thursday over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. <clears throat> Come and join us. Uh, and we talk about this, how during the buildup to Swan and Omega, there was no Swan. And after that, we, we've all given up on the idea of anybody not signed to AW showing up to any yeah. AW events. Harshdeep says, hey there, Sean, big fan here. Love you, dog. Well, hey, we love you too. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how important that is. Uh, never gets old hearing that. Chris Rain says, got to meet Godfather this past weekend at Squared Circle Expo. Such a great combo guy to have a conversation with. Well, Steve Austin's about to have one with him. About to say. Steve Austin interviews. I don't care who it is. He could interview Just Joe or Tiger Ali Singh, and I'd be like, I can't wait for this because he's able to drag things out of them because – who are you going to respect more than Steve Austin? You're not going to not answer Steve Austin. You know what I mean? Totally. He, yeah, they, they've, he's shared a locker room with 99% of the people he's interviewed. Why not go a little bit deeper with them? Makes Guys, sense. please leave a thumbs up. It looks like we're going to do the bite a cop story in a moment. Bezo <laughs> Banks says, maybe weird. Maybe it's because I'm young. But to answer that question, Gail Kim, Taryn Terrell, slam aversely last knockout standing match. And he says, that's the match that made me see uh, what women could do. I... I adore Gail Kim as a person. She is wonderful. Uh, she's she got me my interview with with Nydia. Um, she was very nice to me and set that up, and that was very important to me. And Gail Kim spearheaded that knockouts division and helped make it stand out. Her and Taryn Terrell, who nobody thought could do the types of things that she ended up doing, it was it was just it was very good. And Awesome Kong is a big part of that too, but. Uh, unfortunately taryn's not in rotten wrestling well she's she's doing some other unfortunate saying some other unfortunate things if i if i hear right but um 69 names deegan says short stories with sap he bit a cop okay so here we go now let me tell you guys 
this guy is the dopiest son of a bitch I've ever met in my life. And still, even though, like, he's one of those people, it's like, oh. But, like, if I saw the dude in trouble across the street, I'd help him out. Because he's he's a longtime friend of my cousin who is like a brother to me. I haven't spoken in 10 years, but you know what? Have some compassion. But And in this situation, I actually tried to help him, Joel. You're a Sorry, good I've man, got, Sean. I've got allergy-induced asthma, but gosh, I feel like it was it was late 2000s. I want to say 2007-ish or something. And I got to give him credit. He did one smart thing. Back in those days, he would write on a slip of paper, Lynn-Z, he would put that slip of paper behind the battery in his phone. That way, if he ever got his phone taken because of the unsavory people he was hanging out with, and they tried to say, no, it's mine, he'd be like, eh, it's my phone, actually, it's my phone, dude. And he got his phone stolen. He and my cousin were hanging out with this girl who, she was rough. She was rough. I mean, a, a rough person, beautiful girl, but just rough person, as I found out. And his phone went missing. They were in like a little bit of a car accident together, but his phone went missing. Well, I happened to know her. I went to see her. I was like, hey, did, did they leave their phone here? What happened? What's going on? How's that going? In the midst of looking for his phone, me personally doing the duty favor, my phone goes missing. And I'm like, mm, what's going on here? What's going on here? And she's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, I got somebody coming over. So uh, you got to go. And I said, uh, lady, I ain't leaving till I find my phone. So I knew what I was doing. I was like, I'm going to go out to my car and see if I left it there. I'm going to see if I left it there. And I went back in and I see my phone laying on the couch. But what I also see is a Sony Ericsson phone, which I recognize to belong to Lynn-Z. So I popped open the back of it. I looked under the battery and there was a little slip of paper that said Lynn-Z. So I grabbed that phone. I put it in my pocket. I looked there. There was a CD case. And in that CD case, it had the name of my best friend who just had his CD stolen. So I picked that up. I called him. I said, hey, you missing your CDs? And he's like, yeah, they got stolen out of my truck at this apartment complex last week. I said, got him, chief. So here I am. I'm like, you know what? I got to call Lynn-Z and let him know I got his phone. Don't like the guy whatsoever. Don't like him whatsoever. So I hear, hey, homeboy's in jail. And I said, huh? And they said, he's in jail. And I'm like, for what? And they said, well, he got caught stealing from Verizon. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean he got caught stealing from Verizon? That was our local phone shop, yada, yada. So his father was an electrician. Rest his soul. Oh, there's a story about him beating up his dad, too, along the way. Uh, but he walks into Verizon with wire cutters and cuts one of the demo phones off to take it. <sighs> and they detain him. Like, I don't know who detained him. Like, Verizon employees? That'd be funny. And they, they would not, they do not give a shit and tell you that. Yeah. Much. And let me tell you, it wouldn't take much to detain this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've, he's probably 
one and 35 in fights. So in their khakis and their polos, I'll imagine that they detained him. So he's got the phone. It's got the little, the little pull wire still attached to it. And a cop shows up and a cop cuffs him. And I guess he thinks he's going to make a break for it. So he bites the cop. He physically bit a cop. Why? Uh, I assume because he thought he could go. And let me tell you, if there's one thing he did less good than fighting, it was running. So he was not going to get away on that day. Apparently not a good biter either. And it's, I was just thinking like, man, if he would have stayed home for an hour longer, you would not have bit set. Well, I don't know if it happened as I found the phone, but I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, if he would have just held off a day from his cop biting and his wire cutting, he would have had his phone back. And he did get his phone back eventually. It's just he spent like a couple months in jail. Also, listen, he's dumb, clearly. Yeah, dumb. I don't know. So I used to, I worked in telco for a few years and I know that th- those demo phones all come with like so much software. And the second any of them go missing, the store manager is just like, just yeah. block the IMEI, block the serial number and it's done. It won't go on any networks. So, but he's dumb. He doesn't know buddy, how that works. Buddy is dumb. <laughs> Ricardo says Fightful Select is worth my $10. Hey, you can get it for five bucks too. Somebody asked where he bit him. I think on the arm. I, I'm pretty sure on the arm. Uh, Richie Goodacre says, is Awesome Kong still signed to AEW? I think technically she's still there. She's on their roster page. Guys, thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up. But Joel Pearl, tell the people where they can find you. Y'all can find me on all forms of social media at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. It's all right down there. I also host a, a podcast of my own. It's called Tim and Joel Call It in the Ring, where myself and my co-host Tim, we talk about wrestling. We do. We do it twice a week right now where we'll talk about what's going on and everything. Tim's a newer fan. He He's not... Yeah. He's not one of uh, one of those guys or girls or friends beyond our binary that uh, wants to, you know, shit on everything or or have those weird conversations about, you know, why the ratings matter. No, he's very much just a, a regular guy being led by me, the weirdo, uh, through the week in wrestling. And we talk about it very casually. YouTube.com slash Tim and Joel pod. That's where you can find it. Fightfulselect.com. Please subscribe, guys. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up over the next week or two. Until next time, guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. 
Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.